0: Welcome to the Creative Agency Account Manager podcast with me, Jenny Plant, from Account Management Skills Training. I'm on a mission to help those in agency client service keep and grow the existing client relationships so their agency business can thrive. Welcome to episode four. Today, I'm delighted to be speaking to Phil Lancaster. Phil has spent most of his career in account management and has worked for some of the most successful holding companies in the agency space. He's worked for companies like The Lowe Group and WPP at a very, very senior level as client team leader and global business director. And he's worked at a very C-suite level with clients for brands such as Bayer, Reckitt Benkiser, Jaguar, Land Rover, etc. So he's got a huge amount of experience in this space. And what he's going to be sharing with us is what he sees is the true value of the role of account management for both agencies and clients. He's also going to share some examples of the actions account management can take to save clients time and money. He's going to share with us his advice for agency account managers to help position you more as a trusted advisor versus a reactive order taker he's also going to share some examples where agencies get it wrong and he has a particular interest in helping agencies reach the c-suite level relationships of their clients so he's going to share some tips around how you can start to think about doing that he's also going to share his views on the role and how it's evolved Given that the IPA report has come out recently uh, saying that there is an urgent review needed. And also, he's going to share some advice for how to strengthen your client relationships, given the fact that many of us are still working remotely. So, without further ado, let me go straight to the interview. Phil, thank you so much for joining me today. Would you mind spending a couple of minutes just talking about your experience in account management?
1: I'm very happy to do so. Good morning as well. I've spent my entire life actually in account management, which is, uh, in terms of a career, a very long time. And I came from the very lowest position to one of the more senior positions through that function and that department. I started my career with Gray. In fact, I'm a product of most of the agency, large networks around the world and holding companies. And I worked with the Bates Group and the Lowe Group. And in the last two decades with WPP and with an agency called J. Walter Thompson, which one point I was the head of client service at J. Walter Thompson, which was about 120 people. And I think that made it the largest account management department in the world at that time. So uh, that was quite a challenge. But I am, you know, a child of account management. I believe fervently in it. And I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed every minute of being in it. So happy to discuss that with you this morning.
0: Fantastic. And I know that you also were leading at a sort of holding company level, some huge blue chip clients. And I see from your background, they're brands like Jaguar Land Rover, Wreck-It-Binkies, Bank of America, Kellogg's. I mean, these are huge blue chip brands. So I'm so delighted that you've been able to join me and talk to me about this because, I think you are the epitome of sort of someone who is leading account management at a very senior level. So I'm curious to know, what do you see as the value of account management, both for agencies and for clients?
1: I mean, let's see if I can put this into a a short answer rather than a very long one. Uh, Again, I believe very strongly in the value that account management brings to the relationship between an agency and its client. But if we start with the client side for a moment, I think that, you know, notwithstanding the fact that many clients are perhaps beginning to in-house creative capability and resource, largely speaking, it's still, there's a world out there of very good agency people and agencies that clients work alongside and use as partners. It is not their skill therefore, to exact the creative mysteries of an agency to produce work that has a commercial impact on their business. They leave that to people within the agencies, and that's particularly led by the function of account management. Not exclusively, of course, but certainly often led by it. And so the value to a client of account management is that it is, and the people who work in it, are those that are the most expert in getting out of the agency all of its brilliant skills. Of creativity, from its people and its execution, on behalf of their business, on behalf of their client brand, their service, their product, whatever we're talking about. So it's a vital role for any client uh, institution, particularly when they're probably paying a great deal of money for it as well. So you know, it's an investment in an individual and a function that will, at some point, return greatly on the performance of their brand or their service. So it's something that they don't enter into lightly at all. It's a deeply competitive area, as we know. So they have plenty of people to choose from and uh, agencies. If you face the agency point of view, there are so many talented people in an agency. You know, and I include in that talented finance people, talented admin people, as well as insight and strategy, and of course, creativity. But they would model together and produce very little. There weren't some kind of leadership to that process someone and a a group of people who are absolutely accountable for ensuring that the agency presents the best creative thinking the best creative execution which has an impact in the real commercial world where it drives the top line of a business for a client and indeed may fall to the bottom line too but there's a very clear relationship here with getting out of an agency group its very best creativity and in some way, making sure that that has an impact on the financial performance of a client business, because ultimately, that's what clients are concerned about. So there have been experiments with our account management in the past, occasionally in agencies, and none of them have worked. And that's not to say it's any more important as a function than it is planning or you know, creative. Of course not. But it's a vital role, and it will continue to be a vital role, but it's changing profoundly as a role. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a moment.
0: Just on that point, actually, that's curious, because I do know that some agencies decide consciously to not have an account management function. And you say there that, you know, it hasn't worked. Can Mm. you tell us a little bit more about why you think it doesn't work?
1: Well, uh, my personal belief, and, you know, I say this with humility, because others may disagree with me, it's really quite difficult to be a brilliant, creative person in an agency And to also be worrying about building the relationship with a client, to understand the client's business inside out, to spot the opportunities to grow the business within a client-challenging environment. And the same for perhaps the planning function, the same perhaps for anything to do with that broad term of media. It's a great deal to take on if you're going to be brilliant in one of those functions, frankly, on behalf of the client. So my experience has been that it becomes like a drag anchor on those individuals, where if you're trying to be creative, because that's what you are accountable for, and then to trying to take on some of the responsibilities of orchestration, process, dealing with procurement, whatever it happens to be, you'll never produce your best work. You don't simply don't have the bandwidth. You don't have the stamina to do that. And I think. Allow people to be brilliant in their area of expertise. Gather them together, point them in a very similar direction and motivate them and inspire them, but let them be great at what they're really good at.
0: I love that you said that. I feel that was a great response, actually. What do you think makes a brilliant account manager?
1: Mm -hmm. Gosh. Well, I think there's some underlying skills, for sure, in this, which is, let me tell you what it's not in a way. If any young account manager management person thinks that being incredibly popular with the creative group and focusing primarily on their internal reputation and that it's simply a function of presenting what's been created internally to a willing client who will always say yes you're not going to get very far and equally if you take on more of the, of the kind of the hue of the client so you almost feel like you're outside of the agency because what you do is you align with the client most readily and most often and see it entirely from their point of view. It becomes quite dispiriting for the people in the agency, and particularly the creative people. I think the brilliant skills required of account management is that you have got to have an understanding and an innate interest and in curiosity in two things, one of which is the broad business world. You know, how do clients make money? How can I help them make more money? And how can I grow their business? But equally, you've got to have the, you know, the, the qualitative skills, the EQ, the genuine intuition and desire to be interested in anything creative, you know, not just the, the creative art of producing materials that stimulate brands and, and products and services. But, you know, you've really got to be genuinely interested in what an agency produces, you know, because that's the sausage machine that you work with every day you know, and I've seen too many account people who come in who have real no interest in the creative product whatsoever and align themselves terribly with the client business and vice versa, you know, people who look very naive because they only talk about creativity within the agency and it has absolutely no impact whatsoever on a client business. So the profound skill of very good account management people is to face both ways. And the thing that ties it, is an intellectual curiosity and a heartfelt desire for creativity in its broadest sense.
0: Such an articulate response. Thank you. No, that was really, really interesting. I think you've highlighted a couple of times about the importance of agency account managers understanding the world of the client, their business mm. world, the business outcomes that we're helping them achieve. Can you share with us maybe a couple of actions or examples of where you've witnessed? The function of agency account management, actually saving the client money or making the money, as you say, the top line revenue, or perhaps eliminating cost.
1: I mean, the very best way to be the most effective partner for your client group is to produce the highest standard of work first time with little or no rework because it's so inherently good and finished, that runs successfully in the marketplace and has the required impact on the business. The problem with that is that often we start out wrong and we get more wronger, frankly. The brief is sloppy, inarticulate, imprecise, carries no definition, no competitive difference whatsoever from the competitive set. And if you start out with a poor, sloppy, dull, or lacking any kind of insight brief, things only get worse from there. And ultimately, the work that's served up is, frankly, average, and its impact is probably worse than average. So if you want to save your client time and money, then be absolutely zealous around the quality of the brief. And that, of course, you can do with your client, but you must take on the responsibility for it. And the only way that you will write brilliant briefs, frankly, is to know more about the client business than they sometimes do themselves to have this Olympian understanding of your own business and the agency and what it does. And to go further than anybody on the detail of writing something which is so perfect in its short form that everyone understands exactly what you're trying to do and what you'll be measured against. But it's such a brilliant platform for the creative teams to work from that they find it inspiring in itself, let alone as a brilliant springboard for great work that they can produce. Pull a brief, lots of rework, lots of arguments, lots of cost, and ultimately, a failing relationship.
0: And presumably, also, you know, if you spend the time on the brief, get the brief right, and the work's right first time, it not only saves them time and cost, but also makes them money. Because ultimately, what we're doing is a marketing action. It could be an ad campaign, it could be, you know, a comprehensive strategy around positioning, But ultimately, we're helping the client achieve their business outcome.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are. I mean, I think long gone are the days where an agency could be a partner that provided simply creative execution that did or didn't work and that there appeared to be no accountability for it, frankly, and thank goodness, to be any form of partner, commercial partner for any client business an agency can only be concerned with one thing, which is how can we be most brilliant with our creative thinking and execution, but only to impact on their commercial success? Because if you delve just a little into the world of the client organisation that you're working with, it's very obvious very quickly that they are accountable to very hard-nosed metrics, quantifiable metrics of share and growth and ROI you know, and profit. And so that's the language with which we need to discuss it with them. But at the same time, you know, we know that we are one of many partners that can impact on their business for a very particular reason. The management consultants that they work with may do something else. And the frenemies that we you know, are more familiar with in the Facebooks and the Googles do something else, but none of them serve up the creativity that in theory agencies do that can have such a dramatic impact on their commercial success. So. I think account management today need to be really to throw off the clothing of naivety and unworldliness, and really understand that if you're going to have an impact on a client business, it's going to have to be first and foremost commercial and it is impactful because it's just brilliantly conceived and different and captures the imagination of ordinary people like you and I in our homes and it builds that affinity with the particular company that we're talking about. So, you know, Some things have changed enormously when we talk about data and technology, you know, and the delivery to these clients now at great speed and agility. Some things are always the same. I mean, we must never forget we're still dealing with ordinary human beings and need to be encouraged to genuinely fall in love with what we say and what we do and what we offer and to stay with us over the long term. You know, it's a very human interaction, this. And thank God, too, because it makes it so much more interesting.
0: You're so, so right. We are dealing with human relationships. You're absolutely spot on. If there's an account manager listening right now and they're thinking, right, this totally makes sense. How do I start showing up and acting like a true trusted advisor to my client rather than sort of a passive reactive order taker? What's your so, um, advice for them to help them position themselves more in that way?
1: Well, I think you have started in the right place by the way that but- There is no future of any young account manager into a senior representative of an agency or otherwise, if they are reactors. You know, we do need the practicalities of people who are good at making things happen in an agency, but they don't tend to necessarily now sit just in the account management group. Account managers need to be forceful in a very positive way with their clients so that they are always prompting, always initiating always suggesting proposals that develop the business and the thinking and the outcome. So by natural inclination, you know, that, that that's a skill that can be learned and taught, but it does help if you begin that way as well as a personality and character trait. So that's the very important start point on this. What I tend to say to anybody that I've, been, I've ever interviewed or I've worked with in my groups and developed is that you will always be reputationally thought of highly within a client organization if you know as much about their business as they do, or indeed at times more. Now, it is a criticism of the industry to a little, to a degree, that we still don't know our client business as well as we should. The brilliant account management people are those that have spent the time because they enjoy understanding how the client makes money You know, how they grow, where they're trying to grow, what the insurmountable problems are that they're trying to surmount. And it's a bit like anybody. If you sit in front of someone and you talk about yourself for half an hour, they don't find it a particularly rewarding exchange. If you sit with a client and talk about them and their business and suggest things and tell them things that they don't know, you're inevitably more interesting than the other agency and the other people in it who are only there to take orders to produce creative work, which we'll come on to in a moment. So, first and foremost, If you really want to stand out from the pack, either within your own agency or indeed with other agencies, know their business chapter and verse and show interest and go and see them in a post-COVID world. Phone up anybody you can think of in the business. Talk to anybody you know in the tertiary industries that support their business. I can assure you, you'll be absolutely delighted in the response you get when you're able to talk about their business in great breadth and depth because you then move towards this wonderful world, which is such an enigma to us, this word of trust. You become more and more trusted the more you understand what they're trying to do and how you can suggest that they might reach those goals. So that's the client side. Within the agency, I mean, there are robotic account managers that go through the process of just getting work out the door. Not many of them, but they're easy to see. And there are those that are driven by this innate, Desire to just be creative, think creative, spend time with creative people and produce things that have not been seen before, done before, that have a material impact, which is just exciting. You know, it's great fun. It separates our business from many other worthwhile sectors of industry that don't go about it. But it's very difficult to talk about clients and innovation and inventiveness and originality when. If by nature you're plodding through an agency, ticking the boxes, going to work because you think that today is a good day to have another good meeting and to do some process, you know, which is not the purpose of what we do anyway, you know, it's just a means to an end. So I think that the, uh, you know, the the value that, that one as an account management should be measured by your outstanding contribution to the delivery of creative work within the agency that stands out and has an impact on the client business, but also the fact that you become more and more valuable to a client organization because you seem to be able to trigger the right work regularly at the highest standard because you know where to take the thinking and where to take the work in the client organization. It cannot be either or. I'm afraid it really has to be both.
0: I love that. One of the things Phil and I'd love your view on this. I don't think I've ever asked you this before. One mm. of the things that I get a lot of pushback on is in some agencies, account management function have like a dual role. They actually have to manage the projects but also manage the relationship. Mm. And inevitably what happens is they get very bogged down with the delivery of the projects. And the development and long-term strategic thinking about how you're going to add value to their business, spending more time with the client, spotting opportunities, getting more traction within the client organisation goes to the wayside. So it's probably more of a business model kind of question, but what's your view, if you have one, on whether the account management function should not be in any way, shape or form, touching projects? And they should just be dedicated to client retention and growth.
1: Well, I'm suspicious of that in a way. I mean, first of all, I'm not sure that you can grow to be a more senior member of the account management department unless you've gone through the learning curve of delivering the process. You know, really getting your hands dirty and understanding the geography of an agency today and its partnership. I mean, you really are going to have to be perfectly eloquent around data and technology and creativity that triangulation is something that every young account man person coming through the ranks is going to need to be very comfortable with and understand and i am not so sure either that you're an effective developer of the more senior relationships without that understanding of how a conversation that you have with that client will impact on the agency whether the resource is available how you might Define the appropriate resource and direct it and manage it to create the output that you're looking to achieve as a result of the discussion with the relationship. And also, the hard truth is that one has to make time on top of the delivery, the practicalities of delivery, to build your relationships across a client base. So that's about going the extra mile, actually, to determine who you might need to know in the client organisation, what you need to know from them, why that makes a difference, and where you can take that information back to the agency to perhaps improve, to shorten, to simplify, to remove complexity from the process, to produce things which are more valuable to a client uh, and the the agency as a result in a different way with a, a greater pace and acceleration. So I don't think the two will ever be separate or decoupled Of course, as you rise through the ranks of account management into more senior positions, you do less. And that's quite frightening, by the way. It's a point we should make, that when you're an account director and you begin to hedge towards the board or a directorship within an agency, I have found that one of the most challenging aspects of that is for those young people to give away the job of doing because they were very good at doing and to start delegating and take on the responsibility of much more nebulous areas of relationship development where it's less black and white about whether it was right or wrong or whether it worked or it didn't, Uh, and to trust in those people you've delegated to as well. So that transition is one that we've worked on very hard over the years in the agencies I've been in, to manage that emerging from senior account director position into young board director, young director position, where the role is fundamentally different, but you cannot reach that more senior role unless you have underpinned the understanding you know, of the geography and the realities of delivering work in the agency.
0: That's a really good response. Um, I like that. Great answer. You talk a lot about developing relationships with the C suite, the C suite of your client company. Why do you think that's so important for agency account managers? And do you have any tips that you could share? <laughs>
1: Right. Let me keep this to a a reasonably short answer. It is entirely vital. It's entirely vital for two reasons. First of all, it protects the business and the revenue that an agency has in the first place. And secondly, it is the single best source of driving incremental new business from the existing client. I guess one has to start with what's the definition of C-suite. And The first thing to disabuse people of perhaps is that we're simply talking about a CMO. And by the way, my own private opinion of that is that the role of CMO is diminishing quite rapidly. And there are many other important roles within C-suite, whether that's a chief technology officer, whether it's the head of corporate affairs, whether it's head of legal, whether it's the CFO, the CEO, the list goes on. There is a much broader spectrum now of C-suite that is imperative that agency people Know that they engage with regularly, that they listen to, and that they take initiatives too, because they all hold budget, they all can grow your business, they all have an increasing say on the output of agencies and communication, because they realize that that's a key differential now, and that rarely are big decisions about communication made by individuals, including a CMO. They are more often made by Leadership teams within a client organization, particularly when you get to the bigger ones. So, I'm working with a lot of agencies, and I think you know this as well, for whom a relationship with C suite does not exist. And they are really, really vulnerable because decisions can be made no matter how good the agency's work has been or is at the moment. Decisions can be made which have no bearing whatsoever on the current relationship and output that suddenly mean that the business is gone. You know, I have suffered this myself. And particularly with the emergence of procurement, who don't really care about that aspect of the business. They're more concerned about the effectiveness of the work and the relationship. And that's a separate point entirely, I guess. So it is unfathomable, really, to think that the management of an agency do not work day in and day out, week in and week out and so on in the development of their broad-based C-suite relationships to protect what the agency already has as a business, quite apart from growing it. Because it's hugely rewarding when you do, by the way, when you build those C-suite relationships. Frankly, new jobs flow, new funding flows, new opportunities to reputationally emerge like out of a chrysalis every six months, 12 months of the year as a fresh agency that has fresh thinking rather than being seen as the agency that was good two or three years ago, you know? In terms of the value proposition of an agency, it's a great way to make sure that you look relevant and fresh all the time to a broad group of people in a client organisation that will continually think of you as a current partner, not one of the past.
0: And would you have any advice for maybe agency leaders or account managers that are listening to this and thinking well, we don't have any relationships at all at any C-suite level with our clients. Where do you even start with trying to form those relationships?
1: Well, I mean, I believe strongly in a program that's institutionalized within an agency to identify the C-suite and to create content to take to them and a program of managing them across the senior agency people, matching them with the senior client people and how... It's a bit like, you know, selling a car. BMW would be delighted to sell me a car, of course, and there'll be a margin on that. But where they really make the money is in the after sales and the service and the fact that I become a long-term and loyal supporter of the brand and I buy various cars in the future. Therein lies the opportunity here, which is that we have created, you know of this, I have created an approach which allows agencies to identify what the key issues are that confront the client who the client is, who the prospects are across that leadership team, because there are many of them in theory, and there are the emerging stars as well coming beneath them that one needs to pick up. Once you've managed to get something in their diary, virtually or otherwise, what on earth do I say to them that's going to interest them, hold their attention, and ask them to perhaps think about a new area of of their business and then how do i keep them there how do i keep that fresh how do i keep coming back and how do i keep them taking the phone call from me once a month because every time phil or jenny come on the phone they always tell me something interesting about my business they always provide me with a solution perhaps one i didn't even know i needed you know that's a program in itself it's not a nice to have it really is a must have the very best agencies of course do this working with the omnicoms and the wpps and uh, a little of the IPG as well. For instance, they have very good people who know how to build these relationships out, of, out over months and years, identifying what a, a client requires at any one time, but also making sure that that can be translated into what the agency can deliver and building those trust levels. But it's not a short answer to that. There is a program that one needs to look at to think about and be very carefully, you know, tutored in, and I think that then share all our war stories. I think the most valuable thing I'm able to share with people is all the things that have not worked, actually. All the things I've done wrong, all the the blind alleys that I've turned down. Uh, But there are some things that really do work time and again across business, domestic business, global business, brands, products, services. And I think account management needs to know these things.
0: Can you share just a couple of examples of maybe where you got it wrong and where you were hugely successful?
1: Yeah, I mean, I talked earlier about the fact that if you don't believe in creativity, and you know, if you're not excited by creativity in its broadest sense, it's it's not an easy industry to be in. But at the same time, agency people do get kind of, you know, it's like a a laughing gas. Sometimes we we get so excited about certain things that we lose sight of why we're doing it and what its role is, and where you know it really needs to be quite commercially impactful some of the biggest mistakes i've made is where i've probably wanted to appease what i thought was brilliant creative work out of an agency because i knew that it would provide a higher profile for the agency because of its creative prowess and that becomes slightly dislocated from that's all very well Phil, but you know was it ever going to work on behalf of the client business should they ever have invested their hard-earned money in it and what are you going to say to them when it didn't work, even though someone's standing on a plinth in an award show, picking up awards, and the trade press has picked up on the beauty of the work. But six months down the line, you're under great pressure because the brand has underperformed. And I've made those mistakes a few times and I learned the hard way. And that's what I talked about earlier, which is you've got to be really hard nosed as an account manager, account director, if it's going to work in the real world, no matter how exciting it is on behalf of the, um, to The reputation of the agency and the people who created it, which is very important, of course. But I have lost business months after producing the most lauded and awarded work. And I have rarely ever lost business when work has been so commercially and fundamentally successful that clients achieve their own personal metrics and financial reward through the bonus scheme. because your work drove the performance of their brand or their service. So there's a really careful balancing act there about, as I said to you earlier, facing in two different directions. But, you know, creative work can inspire great brand performance, and share gain. That's wonderful. Thank goodness. But equally, there are times when other types of more, what's the word I'm going to use, um, precise work can have just as much as an impact and develop your business. So I've, I've made plenty of mistakes in those areas where I've done things differently. Um, some of the things I think that's had the most impact is when I've introduced clients to new partners that they hadn't thought of working with before so that they could extend their distribution footprint, or maybe there was a sampling exercise that they could back on the back of. So the adjacencies of putting a really impressive brand together with another brand that consumers and insight might pull naturally together, but have never worked together in the past because they don't see themselves as working in the same areas, has been fundamentally very satisfying, but also quite lucrative for half the client business. So, I mean, I I think um, another time, but w- we can give some very good examples of that and how to put those adjacencies together.
0: I think that's a fabulous example, and it also highlights to your point before about the more we understand about the client's business, actually. You know, our job in account management is to retain and grow the client business, but we need to keep their business objectives in mind. This is not about us selling more of our services. It's looking at what is right for the client business right now. And, you know, just there's one great example there of introducing a new potential partner, which is going to open up a revenue stream for the client. And that's not selling more of your services. That is adding value, true adding value Mm. to the client organisation. So I think that's a great, great example. I love the fact that you've said that you need, every agency needs a programme for reaching the C-suite. And we'll certainly share the contact details for your systematic approach to reaching the C-suite. Because I think, again, that's absolute gold. Just... Recently, we've talked about this briefly, but there was um, an IPA report that was commissioned and it talked about the role of account management and the fact that there needs to be an urgent review. And it was kind of putting into question the value of account management. Do you have any thoughts on that report and its findings?
1: Oh, I agree with them. I really do think it requires an urgent review of what account management uh, has become and what it really should be. And I would start with some of the terminology. I find account management, client service—you know—some of these terms unhelpful or redundant, and yet it's really very difficult to find a better term somehow. So I think a review of the function and its so-called skill set is desperately needed. I think that sometimes the headlines would suggest that there's a tremendous crisis involved, you know, because that makes a good headline. There's an awful lot that's good. In the account management a- within agencies there's some very good people with some great skill set who are doing things the right way i think what we're talking about here is like anything else you know creative destruction as it were which is what would we if we were starting from scratch what would we would we lay aside in terms of what the offer of account management is now and what would we retain and what would we add going forward and I believe that some of the requirements of the role remain the same, which is about, as I said earlier, you know, this duopoly of being inspired and motivated by creativity generally, and at the same time having a curiosity and an interest and understanding of the world of business and you know the commercial opportunity that confronts our clients. So those are the, the broad perspectives. Added to that, I talked about the triangulation earlier of understanding what data means, what technology means, you know, and creativity, they're just words that are thrown around, you know, ultimately, one has to take it back to what do human beings want, desire, need, look for? What could we persuade them that they've never thought about before, but could be quite interesting to them? And I genuinely think, and I looked for it in anybody that worked with me in this area, that you have to have a fundamental interest in people, you have to be quite nosy and curious, mm-hmm. you know, and and watch and listen. And so a piece of advice I would give, by the way, to young account people, but carry up throughout your life is, I read a different publication every day. I'll read something out of the New Statesman one day, but the Spectator the next. The Daily Mirror one day, the Daily Telegraph the next. I will watch ITVB and the terrible collection of reality programs <laughs> and I will watch something like Newsnight. I've listened to you know, Asian radio, overseas radio, commercial radio, broadcast radio. The more one listens and watches and assimilates information from different parts of the spectrum of society and people, you'll find them more interesting and engaging. You'll understand a little bit more about where they shift in, in their attitudes in, in society. And you're a lot more useful to your clients because I worry terribly about those people that never watch much TV or who don't know the plot of EastEnders, you know, or here's a good example. I asked someone recently, you know, somebody in account management in their 20s, t- you know, what's your view of Gymshark? Tell me about that. And they hadn't even heard of the brand. Now, populist brands are popular for a reason, because they capture something of the imagination perhaps for the first time. A young man who's created an extraordinary business on the back of being in competition with major players like Nike and Reebok and whomever, and the major is an extraordinary story. But when you take it back to its base... He just loved the idea of working around this area of young people who wanted to work out and be fit and CrossFit and all the rest of it. Wow, what a story. And created it. My view is the more you know, the more you read, the more you watch, the more knowledge you have, the more ideas you have, the more interesting you'll be to your client. And if you're not interesting, you're not going to last five seconds with a client organization and you're never going to reach a senior position and you're not going to hold the interest levels of C-suite. So feed the machine of your knowledge and our understanding, but make sure you balance it. You know, that's why I say don't be drawn in by any left-wing persuasion, right-wing persuasion, populism, intellectual, academic. It doesn't matter.
0: I think that's just such a fantastic tip. I really, really do. I'm usually banging the drum for reading, certainly reading to particularly personal development books all about Mm you know, developing relationships and obviously industry information. But the fact that you've just shared that tip about just broaden it out, you know, diversify your reading sources. Mm. I think that that's just gold. So thank you for that. That's brilliant. Currently, Phil, with our relationships with clients, we're recording this just coming into September 2020. And we're just kind of coming out of the COVID situation You know, lifting slowly the lockdown rules. But essentially, many of our clients are home, still working from home. Uh, Many agencies are kind of moving to more of a hybrid model, letting their staff also work from home and maybe a couple of days in the office. How do you develop relationships or continue the momentum of developing relationships when you can't meet in person, certainly so frequently as we used to?
1: Mm, Perhaps the. um there's a shift of focus, actually, which is, I believe, undeniably in the need for relationship. I really do. But I think that the shift of focus is perhaps now on the word value. And I do believe that whilst it is more difficult to achieve, we can project our value on our clients remotely as much, as, if not more so, as we can In the old model of presenteeism and and being together and and having that idle time to get to know each other. So it's a tricky one and it's perhaps a rather stock answer, but I genuinely believe that you will drive a relationship over the long term because of the value that you bring. And the value you bring will be your intellectual stamina and observation and point of view as well as the initiatives and the proposals that no one else is bringing to a client organization or that that client individual that will help them drive their business and, frankly, look smart at times within their own organization. So when we had the opportunity to meet in person and to spend time and, and to build our relationship, you know, from the outside in, as it were, and reveal our value over the course of hours and weeks and years and whatever, it worked well but you ultimately could track through to being quite a valuable individual to the client organisation. You kind of have to turn it on its head now and present yourself immediately as someone of value on behalf of a valuable agency and a valuable function called account management that brings a point of difference and a commercial impact on the business from the word go. And that will then lead to a long-lasting relationship inverted commas. whether relationships and the metrics of those will be in the future hard-nosed quantitative ROI metrics probably less so than they ever were in the past when they were more qualitative or it as much about who you were and how you engaged with a client on a you know on a uh, just a human aspect uh, as it was on the performance of what your outcomes were so shift I think a shift. Uh, is is the order of the day but i do think engagement is vital finding ways and means of engaging with these uh, these people in these organizations and you'll do that because you're valuable
0: great point also i believe that i've heard a lot of people say even the most senior people in client organizations just are tending to be a little bit more available because of this new way of working so Mm. it could present an opportunity yeah Just a couple more questions, Phil. I'm very conscious of your time. Have you got any thoughts on just generally how the creative industry landscape is changing in terms of how agencies are working with clients?
1: Yeah, my sense is that the rules of the game have changed, actually. Probably the most unhelpful word at the moment is the word agency because it suggests to many and this is the you know the black propaganda that goes around this from people who would wish this to be the case is that agencies are boxes with rigid walls and ceilings that are ponderous and narrow in their scope of understanding and output and therefore diminishing in terms of their value to a client base because there are so many other organizations around that are much more fluid much more agile and much more you know technically competent, as it were. So I think that my view of the way forward is that collectives have inspired people who work brilliantly together to deliver the creativity of thought and deed with their data, with their technological understanding, with the, the ability to understand the consumer mind and to change the course of that attitude and consumer behavior because of something we've learned from our data, or because of a piece of simple technology that just changes everything good, means that the method of agencies, if we're going to continue to use that word, has to have changed. It can't be so linear. It can't be so um, ploddingly process-oriented. It has to be, and has become, mean, it has become over some more recent years, much, much more quickly consensual around the good and the best of the people or the thinking or the execution and take it rapidly to a client base Want to pilot test, put it in the crucible of, you know, life and see if it works course, correct, move it on. You know, not in the days of past when we, um, where there was almost a delight in the process as much as there was in the work. I think it's move, make things, try them, test them, hold their feet to the fire change course correct move again keep moving keep moving keep moving
0: have you seen any agencies that are doing that particularly well and adapting to that new way of all those new demands of ways of working
1: i see it all around i'm not so sure it's just in agencies i mean you know if you look at the fangs and you look at some of the still some of the great agency groups that i mentioned earlier but also in the independent sector what a time to be in the independent sector now as well you know where major clients, domestic or global, are quite prepared to work with the smallest or the largest if the thinking is good and the execution is there. Mm. Um, I think that there are examples all around, and I'm particularly taken with the shift as well in some of the more long-term publishers who perhaps have begun to understand how to confront the likes of Google and Facebook within this whole area of dreadful word content but i think that they're beginning to learn really quickly now about how to change their offer so there's lots to learn from those those boys as well so lots going on lots going on
0: if you were going to start again phil in your career because i'm very conscious there's (laughs) a few agency account managers that are just beginning in their journey and they Mm want to sort of be successful as quickly as possible looking back on your career if you're starting again what would you have done differently or any tips that you can share for getting people sort of ahead of where they need to be?
1: Well, it's still a glorious career to go into, by the way, that I do believe, whatever that career is, but, you know, in its broadest sense. I tell you what, the biggest mistake I made in the early years is I just believed in big titles too much. I believed that the people above me and around me who wielded their title convinced me to make decisions and to do things in a particular way, which instinctively I was unsure about or didn't believe in. And there's a fine line here between a young account manager who thinks they know everything and perhaps probably just needs to show a bit of humility and to learn a bit more. But there does come a point where you have to stare down the titles and the structure and those that have gone before that tell you everything that they've done that was perfect and re- forget to tell you the things that weren't. And you've got to be your own person. And I genuinely believe that I mean I fundamentally made a change in my approach in my early 30s to begin to trust myself more. Because I began to assess the people around me. And when I broke down their life experience as well as professional experience and the evidence before me of what they were or weren't achieving on the business, I drew the conclusion that I probably had as much to say that might be was worthwhile. Then it might just be better. And funnily enough, after a few months and a couple of years, it really was. You have to be careful; you don't get ahead of yourself and think too much of yourself. But really, I guess back to what I said earlier: if you know more, if you read more, watch more, thought more, you can begin to trust yourself more. And when you trust yourself more, you can be more sure about what you say to a client and why, because you've underpinned it with good evidence and good understanding, you know, and you've tested it. You're not going in there because someone gave you the thought or the work. Because they were entitled to through their title. Ignore it.
0: I love that advice. That made me feel quite emotional because I could identify with that a lot myself. Phil, this has been amazing. Lots of golden nuggets and pieces of advice for account managers. Where can people reach you? And who would you like to be contacted by?
1: Um well I'm available. I mean I'm on LinkedIn. So that's one method of reaching me, of course. And uh, I'm sure we can share details of my email as well uh, afterwards. Who' would I like to I, I really don't mind who contacts me Jenny I really don't i I continue even though I'm now working i run my own consultancy in the independent sector, I continue to be very involved with the um, the industry and and I continue to mentor casually or more professionally many young people and many senior people. So I, I find it thoroughly re- rewarding to do both. But at the same time, I have my own client base. So I'm having to put what well, I've just spent, you know, 45 minutes talking to you about into practice every day. And still I make mistakes. <laughs> and Still I get it wrong. But I get probably a lot more right than I did in the past. Um, so I feel like I, you know, if you want to talk to me as a senior member of an agency group, on behalf of your management team or as an individual, or you have having issues with your clients, or you're someone that's just looking for perhaps a bit of help with a particular issue in, in a career, you know, if I can find time to do it, I'll always be very happy to talk. But I'm finding that a lot of agency management, senior management are contacting me uh, for a, just a sounding board, um, maybe a, one or two ideas about how to change things, in a particular way and to think about things very differently so that's the area i'm operating in as, as a board advisor and as a non-exec and running the consultancy
0: wonderful brilliant well phil i'm going to share your contact details in the show notes so once again thank you so much for taking the thank time you. to talk thank to, you to me much. this has been amazing and i know lots of people are going to come away with a lot of value so thank you so much
1: you're welcome good to talk to you
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Phil and if you're thinking that you would like to test how good you are at currently retaining and growing your existing client relationships, I'd like to invite you to come over to my website, which is accountmanagementskills.com, where there's a short quiz that you can take and you'll get a report at the end of it with a score, which will give you an indication of maybe some of the areas that you could be doing to retain and grow your client relationships. So come over to accountmanagementskills.com.